0: Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish.
1: So we're back with another question. This one from a gal named Alyssa. And Carrie and I are going to answer this one. So here is Alyssa's question. How are we supposed to defend our beliefs against conservatives in issues like abortion or any other of the social issues out there? More people need to know about libertarianism, but essentially everyone I interact with is at church. And I just don't feel like my argument of you're right that some of this stuff is between God and the person and the government shouldn't be involved is strong enough. There's a big reason I sought out to find a community of libertarian Christians. Any help? Would be appreciated. Thanks, Alyssa. Well, Carrie, since you have a little bit of information about how to talk to people about abortion, I figured it would be good to have a conversation here with you. What do you think of Alyssa's question and how would you answer? How would you respond?
0: Well, it's one I get a lot from conservatives in particular. It's this question, you know, that really is like, it's not good enough for us to say, well, that's not the state's business. Because as Christians, we see not just abortion, but these other social issues that come up. In chapter six of the book, we actually address a lot of these issues, prostitution, drug use, gay marriage, hedonism, suicide, and caring for the poor. And these questions come up because historically it's been that the state handles these things that we don't want to have a part of our society, right? We don't really want to endorse and really can't endorse things like prostitution and drug use and gay marriage and so on. So when non-Christian libertarians talk about opposing state intervention for these things, they are usually saying, look, these things simply aren't anyone's business. And you even have some of the more, like the sex positive feminists, for example, will try and pass prostitution off as a completely legitimate form of business. hmm but it's easy for them to do that. They have a different worldview when it comes to these things. I'd say a Christian libertarian perspective is somewhat more nuanced. We're not saying these problems should be ignored or merely left between them and God. Rather, we discuss the fact that getting the state out of these areas of life actually opens the door to more effective and arguably more Christian responses. So- You know, we look at the response to abortion, even by the conventional pro-life side. I've explained in depth in chapter 11 why the conventional pro-life response is not Christian and why the libertarian response is much more Christian. So we want to talk about what's effective. Like, We don't want to just simply say we don't want these things to be a part of our society. We know that the state is not good at handling these things. So one thing that I say to Christians with these concerns is, do Christians really want to deal with prostitution, for example, by endorsing a system where police can exploit sex from prostitutes in the name of, quote-unquote, catching them in the act? Mm -hmm. Do Christians want to deal with drug addiction by throwing addicts into prison, which just exacerbates the reasons why they're addicted in in the first place. Do Christians really want to put suicidal people in state psychiatric institutions, which are notoriously traumatizing and violate human rights across the board? Do Christians want to ignore the specific calls to the church itself to help the poor by relegating that call to an organization, the state, whose specialty is violence and exploitation in a crisis? And I think that the answer to those questions are obvious. So it's one thing to say, hey, we don't want to just ignore these problems. Like, yes, I agree. But we've also lived too long in thinking that the way we solve problems is by just turning to the state for an answer.
1: I think people's impulse is often to do just that, turn to the state for an answer because the solution is actually more complex. and It's almost like they're outsourcing the solution to this sort of black box institution that's just supposed to magically make it better, right? Like if all we had were good laws, then the mm-hmm. sin would go away or we would mitigate the effects of the sin or whatever, when in reality, healing for drug addicts and restitution for criminals and spiritual transformation for prostitutes. I mean, we can come up with all kinds of actual, true, genuine, long-term, lasting solutions that the state doesn't provide. And, you know, you can always tell the story of the random incidences where the state does actually do things and the outcome is a few individuals that turned out for the better, but those are the exception, right? right? So we know that, you know, certain recovery programs that churches lead are going to be better than government programs. So... Yeah, it just seems like the state is like this black box magic, you know, oh, we're going to fix this and well, just vote this way and vote for people who are big on that.
0: It's almost worse than that because I've talked to people who want to criminalize abortion. And when I tell them this won't actually reduce incidents of abortion, this is just going to create new injustices for women. Yep. These people are okay with it because all they want is a law on the books. That's it.
1: They have a view, I believe, that the world is entirely made up of people who just make good or bad choices, and that there are not other factors related to restoring people who do make bad choices. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you made a bad choice. You either have to live with it or suffer or you know be imprisoned or whatever That was your bad choice. Sorry, like that's kind of the mentality the legalistic mentality
0: yeah, well, and it's strange, Romans thirteen does talk about how. Civil governance is supposed to deal with evildoers, right? It's very easy for us to realize, well, sin is evil, therefore the state should deal with all sinners. And that's mm. a recipe for disaster because we're all sinners. To what end do we make the state deal with absolutely every sin under the sun? Yeah. At what point Do we recognize that the church has a role in some of these solutions that authoritarianism and violence is not an effective tool for helping people with certain sins? And God certainly doesn't bring us to our own repentance by being an authoritarian dictator. I mean, Romans 2 verse 4 is reminding us that God's kindness and forbearance and patience is what led us to repentance. So when it comes to talking to conservatives about these social issues, I really think that we just need to turn the question around and say, is this the Christian thing to do? Like, Is the way the state handling these things the Christian thing to do, especially when it's ineffective? This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.